Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comments and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. We are with Tricord Advisors where we help people make smart decisions about their money. Jeremiah and I are financial planners and we come alongside of our clients as fiduciaries. Jeremiah is also an attorney and when needed, he helps our clients with estate planning, business succession, and other legal affairs. If you'd like to know more about us and about our firm, just give us a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Or I just ask you to go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Now, each week, what we do is we divide our discussion into three sections. The first one is what we refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, this week uh, for the retirement update, we're going to kind of extend our conversation for what we had the previous week, and we're going to talk about the great migration that's going on. I mean, this is is something that's unprecedented, at least in my lifetime. I've not seen this kind of movement, maybe back in the 60s and the early 70s, people moving into California, but now we're seeing people moving out. So for every eight people that are moving out, which is a lot of retirees, we have 10 people moving in. That's why the freeways aren't getting less crowded. They're getting mm-hmm. more crowded, huh? And that's our Inland Empire. You know, that, right. That's us, you know, right here, that, that we're having eight go out and 10 come in. And it feels like that. It feels it like does. that anecdotally when you talk to friends and you know a number of people who are leaving, but then you hop on the freeways and realize, hey, I thought everyone was leaving and, and they're not. And, and, that's, and that's why people from um, out of state, perhaps, but it seems like there's a lot from LA, Orange County, they're, they're coming east a bit into Riverside. Um, in the midst of people from Riverside moving elsewhere. So the question we want to kind of address is that we've had a lot of clients, and I've had this over the last couple of years now, they move to their ideal mm. forever home. Mm-hmm. And it is moving out. And a lot of motivation is, of course, they have a lot of equity in their home, and they can translate that into a paid-for home. Mm-hmm. You know, there's motivations like following the children, going to an environment that has a memory in their their head as to a different place, a different time. Mm-hmm. Getting away from the hustle and bustle. Getting away from the People hustle and bustle. More yeah. Rural. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's an interesting idea, even the forever home. There's a lot of um, clients who have that concept, that idea, that desire. Right. And, you know, what... what what we see out there as far as, you know, with, with the statistics we'll talk about in a minute, but also just the people we see, right. it's, it's a hard item to find a forever home, even, even when you get there, you know, even when you move in. Because you can't, again, you can't duplicate relationships that you've established over 30, 40 years in one location. And there, is, there has been a lot of migration into California over the last 50 years or so, and now there's this migration out looking for that ideal setting right. and maybe that, um, you know, that Norman Rockwell picture that everybody has in their head, mm. you know, that may or may not be true for them. Yeah. Well, a lot of this, I mean, people 
often our clients, we think through that. We think through right. what it looks like. And a big one is medical delivery. Oh my you know, goodness. Folks who live in the Southern California area, we have great medical. I mean, Loma Linda's right here, Scripps down in San Diego. Hogue. Yeah. You got you got City of Hope. I mean, you you name with, I always tell clients within a half an hour to an hour of where we're sitting, you have five or more world-class medical facilities. Yeah. Are you moving away from that is what yeah. I'm saying? And m- most people are to some extent. I mean, there's, yeah. there's other places in the, in the country that have that as well. But a lot of folks who want the um, rural dream, we've always wanted to be mm-hmm. out in you know uh, Idaho. We've always wanted to be out in Montana and their nearest neighbor is a mile away. You know, that, that's, that's beautiful place. We're going to retire there. It's going to be wonderful. And there's one dream there, but with that, you know, our grandkids and uh, is family. Fa- is family going to follow you? Right. And how far away are you from family? Yeah. You know, when when do you get to see family? You know, right now you're healthy, but if in the next decade or two health issues become, do you, do you have the proper services? Even I mean, restaurants as simple as it sounds. You know, people who are used to being able to go out to nice restaurants and a variety right. of them, you move to a small town. There might be two restaurants. There's that, no In-N-Out Burger or Miguel's way out out nowhere. Yeah, you know? and that might be okay. You know? Right. Or you might say, well, yeah, there's one art museum in the whole town, and it hasn't changed in six months. <laughs> Whereas you might say, no, I, I like you know visiting some of these things, the libraries, the art museums, um, and in a bigger community, those change and those are available. So I mean, th- there's a lot to to think about, even just apart from finances. I mean, one of the quotes I think is really good is it's it's more about the lifestyle and less about the house. Right. A lot of people look on the house. You know, I want a white picket fence. I want a porch. I want more. I want, space. I want a single story. I want to have these accommodations to yeah. it and everything else. I want right? that big garage that right. I can you know have a workshop in, which those all matter. Those are all important. But at the end of the day, I think what most people are really trying to get to is a certain type of lifestyle. And you have to find that. In this article that we're looking through, um, what, one of the things they talked about was a, was a couple who moved from a city to a little more rural and realized, hey, it's a little too rural. They moved again into a place they thought was great and then realized it was hard to make new friends. And, just, they, and their timing was wrong because they moved prior to 2008 and then they found out they had some issues and they had to move after that. And you know, we don't know what the market's going to be a year from now. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're stuck. And then the cost. I mean, you're paying commissions, the, the cost of moving, all the, I mean, just the hassle of moving is a big deal. Yeah. So the question is, then what do you do? Right. Right. And I think for a lot of our clients, it's just being, you know, thinking through all the items and not putting so much pressure on the, this is a forever home. You know, this is a home I will never, ever leave, but say, this is the great next home for us. Right. You know, and it fits their family. It fits their use. It fits their lifestyle. Um, and we'll see, you know, there, there's clients we have that have been the same home for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's others I'm sure that move more, more frequently, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, my wife and I went through that. Do we move? Do we stay? Do we move? Do we stay? Now we weren't going to move out a little out of our area, but do we stay in the same home that we were, that we raised our family in? And we decided finally, said, no, we're going to stay in our home. And we ended up remodeling. We've advised clients oftentimes when they come into this and we start doing the planning, I'm saying rent first. Don't go up and buy because that's the instinctive side of you is that I need to buy. But the more patient outcome is rent first, get to know the area first before you make the acquisition. Yeah, especially people who move in states. You move into Tennessee, you move into Idaho, somewhere like that. I think you're right. There's a lot of people who sell their California home, take these big gains mm-hmm. uh, or profits, you know, this this asset, and feel like they're going to just buy a new home. But to to take a year, you know, take right. a year, make sure it's where you want to be. Even if you want to be, you know, three blocks over, right? You know, you have a, have a good ability to to rent and and then buy a forever home. One of the statistics is that 44% of people who purchase homes intend to stay there for 16 years. 
And you know, whether you cut off forever home, you know, 16 years is a long-term it is. intention. Particularly if you're 75 years of age. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I wonder, and it didn't have these statistics, but I wonder what the average home stay is. Right. You know, after, you know, 44%, so just under half are planning to stay there for 16 years. I, I wonder what people actually do. That'd be an interesting number. Yeah, I've had, I've had, and I don't know exactly what that number would be, but I would say from our client base is that when people move, they have a tendency to want to move again because it, it, it's never ideal. It's yeah. never exactly the right, um, you know, you know, the environment that they mm-hmm. want to be into. Socially, it could be different than what they yeah. what they were used well, to. When even folks that build their own home, I've known a few people who've built their own homes and then said, well, when we build the next one, we're going to do, you know, because <laughs> right. you don't always know, you know, when you, right. when, even when you build it yourself, it when it's right. the perfect push out and, you know, corner unit and window seat and all those things, um, it still may not be the forever, especially with life changing. Like there's a lot of, I think, people who build a beautiful grown up home. Their kids are out of the house. They build a grown up well, home. I like that, the grown up home. Yeah. I like that definition. And then they get grandkids and they say, you know what we really need? We need a place set in the backyard. And, <laughs> and you know, that, that perfect forever home is now shifted because there's grandkids. And that's assuming you're in the same place. But um, yeah, I, I think the, taking the pressure off of the home and just saying, this is a great home for now and trying to stay there long enough to justify the move. Yeah, and there's no, again, it's coming back, planning that is strategically unique to you. And what we try to do is to give advice to clients so that they make good choices about their money. And the one thing you don't want to do is do it twice when it comes to this. So if you want somebody to bounce ideas off of, we'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. Uh, Phone number is 951-684-7011. Let's build a plan together. Stay tuned for my next section. We're going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as tactical asset management. You know, Jeremiah, we've talked a lot about in previous programs about inflation and whether or not it's transitory or embedded. And I, I want to talk about People need to be careful. I mean, there's there's been a lot of movement in commodities and other types of yeah. items that have dropped in price. They haven't just all going up all the time. Right. And the, the concern people have with inflation and, and saying, I can't get the goods, you know, right. there's concerns that shelves will be bare over, you know, Black Friday and Christmas and you know Thanksgiving. And, and they haven't been. There are specific items, of course, that there's supply shortages we're still having. But the, the, the big, I think, thing we want to talk about is kind of the, the whiplash a little bit to right. say, um, you know, there's times where there's not enough, there's not enough. And then... The suppliers start making it, they start shipping it, and by the time it gets here, now they say there's too much, there's too much. And I wonder, like with cars, it being a good example, you know, no one's been able to get a new car, and the rental cars have not been able to replace their fleets, which with that means you can't get a rental car. But But as soon as they replace their fleets, then those cars are going to come on the market as used cars, right? Yeah, they come, what, two years, a year or two, and the the rental cars move them on. 
to the used car market. And you know, part of an article I was reading was saying that there's a lot of cars that are quote unquote finished. They're just missing the microchips, right? And they're sitting there stored up. So the moment they get a shipment of chips, it, the right. article made it sound like they could finish, you know, twenty thousand cars or something. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, but they could throw the chips in there, and the cars are done. They're ready. They roll off. And so it'll be interesting to see if we continue with a, a a shortage of things or if we are able to swing forward and then have, hopefully it's right size, right? Hopefully it's the right side of the cars, but yeah. we may have a glut. Yeah, I had dinner with a, with a man that is the logistics manager for a, a major distribution center. And he said, we're not having trouble getting the needs. In other mm. words, they can get the product they need to get it on the shelf. He said, that is not the issue at all. And his concern was, it was the exact opposite. Will there be a glut? Because manufacturers have have really hit, you know, put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, yeah. making something, and all of a sudden the demand falls off, yeah. and then what happens? Yeah, it was interesting. What, an example of this was uh, Y2K. You know, everyone remembers sure. you know, <laughs> Y2K. Everyone was doing all the, the tech updates, all the stuff, and they're saying basically it pulled forward all this demand. They right. Pulled it forward into 1999. You know, everyone remembers Y2K was the thought that computers are all going to go crazy when it turned. Airplanes were going to fall out of the air. Yeah. yeah. And so all this this tech spending was done in 1999. And then nothing happened, Y2K. And then we move forward, and there's actually a recession in a lot of those industries because that spending didn't they, continue. Right. It had been forwarded. So it's interesting if we're in a similar thing that people are desperate to get these goods. They're pulling forward, say, I need it now. But then as the, the, the shortages free up, will we then be in the opposite direction? Yeah, I mean, like basic you know, commodities, like, for example, beef, chicken, you know, pork, that kind of stuff, Um they start producing more. The prices go up. They start producing more. And then all of a sudden that, that excess supply, but in manufacturing, that's a slightly different animal. And of course, um, with the issue with China and some of the other hostilities that we have with our trading partners, they're trying to move that manufacturing closer. I think there's some readjustment, but the bottom line is like lumber prices have dropped. Yeah. Uh, natural gas prices have dropped. Um, we're starting to see some adjustments within some of these prices. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll see for a lot of it, right? There's so many features going on. You have, um, even as we go forward of seeing the, like you said, with lumber as well as with food, um, whether those items are going to stay high, you know, inflation ideas that everything's just now more expensive, or if they'll come back to normal, which would be ideal, or if they're going to drop the other way. You know, you know food, you know, animals is a is a classic one of, it takes time to raise an animal. Right. And get it ready for, um, to be, turned into food. And, and with that, you know, you have this lead time. So it's it's not uncommon in some of those industries that they would um, have either, you know, plant too much, they would raise too much, and then you have this surplus and you can't get the right prices. And so right. I'm sure it's a, a big, it's a tough moment for a lot of these manufacturers or, you know, food suppliers or things like that to make sure they are right sizing their next year's um, supply. Yeah. I mean, you know, post COVID, everybody was caught flat footed and they hit, they hit the manufacturing and the production uh, accelerator to the floor. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see catch up, but again, it, it comes down to, it's never as bad as it, it, it seems. And it's never as good as it appears. There's always going to be a reaction, both positive and negative when these things happen. Again, I, I never was one to go in and, and get desperate about toilet paper when everybody was stripping all the shelves off mm. the toilet paper. Mm -hmm. um, we had we had enough supply of toilet paper and, and it wasn't something. But people got crazy during yeah. some of that time. That's right. Know? And I think with that, looking forward, not not to get crazy, I guess. Yeah. You know, we, we all have needs. We all need to you know cover our needs, but but not to go crazy with it. And especially as you know, people, we, we talk a lot about inflation because we're talking a lot with clients about inflation. Um, you know, one one concern is if, you know, some of the political stuff coming down, if more stimulus comes through, maybe that just spurs on inflation. If some of that stimulus doesn't come through, 
and the supply shortage clears up and turns into a glut, maybe we have the opposite. You know, maybe it swings so far the other way to say, right. well, now there's there's deflation in certain products because the, the prices just won't support you know, that much supply. So, I mean, it's a moving economy. You know, it, right. It's going to keep moving and we're not trying to make predictions. We're just trying to keep watching what's going on and, and make sure people have a balanced perspective. You yeah, know, and I, I think, again, I, you know, like like housing, people say, well, housing prices can't keep going up. But Andrew Barry just came out with a very lengthy article in Barron's last week that talked about the demand for housing is so high. The millennials are starting to get tired of living with mom and dad and they're, they're breaking out. Mm. I think in some cases, mom and dad are giving them money to break out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the demand for housing, he said, is going to last for a long time. He said, we are literally underbuilding the demand and it's been going on for a long period of time. So what does that mean? Does that mean prices will continue to rise at the same level? Well, I think it's going to be adjusted area by area. And it's also the, the price of the home. And then I I we when I know Lennar uh, Home Builders they have a, a hundred unit tract right outside of Austin, they're building houses with three D printers. Mm. So again, I always come back to is the innovation of man. Yeah. And how do you solve a problem? How do you get to the resolve and get a product to the consumer? I think yeah. it's just amazing. Yeah, uh, you can't find framers to put up houses, and right. so they print one. I mean, so they print one. How amazing, right? I mean, I mean it is. I mean, I mean again, I you know I hold the pharmaceutical industry out. I mean, I think it's amazing how quickly they responded to the virus and came with a solution. Mm. Now, people could argue that it wasn't a solution, but it really has had an impact. But I think also the pharmaceutical industry, the minds that went into the development of a drug, you know, a vaccine that could prevent a pandemic or at least minimize it. Yeah. Now, it's amazing what people are doing. The innovation in all industries is just just astounding, you know. Um, I think we're on, uh, you know, we've been on this for about the, the precipice of just all this um, yep. you know, medical health delivery, health related um, invention. You know, uh, yeah, we're, it's a great time to be alive. And I think there's, it really is. You know, there's one side you look at the news and the world's falling apart. The other side you look at the news and say, there's no better time to be alive than what we're, what right. we're doing now. And it, it's, I mean, part of it's a different perspective, but part of it's just a, um, in, in awe of what people are doing and how innovative um, people are. And so our research and the people that we talk to, the analysts that we look at, we're looking at disruptors. We're looking at the flows of where things are going to happen, not only just necessarily today, but maybe two, three, four, five years from now. And uh, we're pretty impressed with some of the breakthroughs and some of the development that's coming forward. Again, these are things that we look at. We use uh, one of our methodologies we look at, we call it an asset flow. We look at where the money is moving and we don't try to um, so to speak, interpret it. We just try to be within the stream. And it's really has helped us to become better investment advisors. Uh, and it's something that we do on a constant basis. If you'd like to know more about it, give us a call. Uh, phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Jeremiah and myself would be more than happy to sit down and talk with you about your plan. Stay tuned for our next section. We're going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org. Or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590.
the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that we refer to as news you can use. Jeremiah, we're wading into uncharted territory in this article, <laughs> Ch- aren't we? Choppy waters, yeah. <laughs> That's good. So this the the title of this article is something that I, I took out. It's actually it was back in September in Wall Street Journal. It says the long history of vaccine mandates in America. Yeah. And it gives a historical perspective going all the way back to the Revolutionary War and people's either acceptance or rejection of the known vaccine yeah. or inoculation. I, I think it's a fascinating article. I, and I, I think regardless of what people feel about the vaccine today, it, it's just really interesting to see how we got here to some extent. Right. And it was kind of walked through history and it started off, you know, Washington, uh, George Washington with smallpox. You know, apparently I didn't, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. It's kind of a history lesson, but he basically said our troops need to be inoculated. So, you know, the system they had back then was to, you know, share smallpox. They basically them. didn't have, didn't have any needles. Yeah. So they would open up the, uh, the arm and then they would take the pus from somebody who oh. had and put and put, put that pus in, yeah. put it in so that you get you it imagine? in your system. Can you imagine? <laughs> right. So, but that was the the mandate. So, Washington, in the midst of the war, said, "You know, smallpox are killing our soldiers. We right. need to do this." And I guess you know whatever the statistics were, they thought it was three percent death rate. And so he said, "Let's do it," because you know? <laughs> they were losing more people to smallpox than they yeah. were to the war. Yeah, to enemy fire. And so right. they they did that. And um, it's interesting. Coming out of that was uh, a case, a U.S. Supreme Court case called Jacobson. And that was the, the the foundation of kind of in this country, in the United States, of saying, you know, Revolutionary War. It's the very beginning, right? right. But it's, it's a case that said, you know, you're not free fully. You're free within the confines of a social compact that we're all making. Right. And we can make you follow the laws. And one of the laws is this. So, you know, from there, you follow that the 1918 had the Spanish flu. Um, you know, masks were required, social distancing. They didn't, they didn't have vaccines. That sounds, that sounds vaguely familiar. That I don't know. Funny? <laughs> um, but with that, also vaguely familiar, there was a, a the San Francisco mayor, um, chief health officer, a couple of other supervisors were at a boxing match. Now, what year was this? Uh, this was 1918. Spanish 1918. Flu. Yeah. And they had some sort of a, a photo or news article that, that captured them there, maskless being out there and huge backlash. And it, it, the article was talking a lot about, you know, Governor Newsom here that he right. you know, just put on these mandates for masks and and then it's, it's kind of French. Don't do what I do, do what I say, right? Exactly. So then from there, you get to you know, uh, 1922, smallpox in schools. You know, they made it sound like there wasn't a, a big push from, you know, people kind of accepted it with, small, right. with smallpox. And world, this is the interesting one I felt is World War II, where you have soldiers being inoculated from all sorts of things, you know, uh, yellow fever, whatever else they, they're getting shot with. They then come home and they're very comfortable with the idea of vaccines. And that was, I feel like that was the start of, you know, no longer a pushback, but a comfort level in America with vaccines because so many people in World War II had them. Right. And they got them. And there really wasn't, they, they didn't have any options. They couldn't opt yes. out. They they lined them up and gave them a shot. Yeah. And, and it's part of the war effort. Um, so then, you know, based on this article, it wasn't until kind of 1990 or so when there become more questions of, you know, do those vaccines cause these other issues in children and right. in, in people? And that was kind of the start of the modern you know, pushback of vaccines. But it is interesting that all the way back to the Revolutionary War, We've had these concerns about mandates um, and, and kind of tracking through. And I, and I think, I, again, the article is a very interesting article. And if you'd like to have a free reprint of it, we'd be more than happy to send it out to you. You can just call us at our office, you know, 951-684-7011. But it, it gives a historical perspective. And even back in Revolutionary War times, you had women, uh, immigrants from Poland and Germany, that were literally going to the streets and protesting the inoculation. Uh, they said, "No, we're not going to do this yeah. thing," and a lot of it had a religious tone to it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, the article talks about it. it's kind of the fervor coming out of 
kind of a, somebody who has this view that it's not biblically correct. And yeah. that's that was the pushback. Yeah, and that's not a not that different of a conversation today. A lot has changed medically. So much has changed. Right. But the, the sentiments are, are, are similar. And it's just interesting history of this country. Yeah. And if you'd like to have a copy of this, this article, we'd more than happy to send it out to you. We, th- we saw it as very interesting. Uh, give us a call at our office at 951-684-7011. Or just simply go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor.